Hello, hello everyone. Good morning. We are so glad to be with you today. So uh, we have, I don't know where you are in, uh, in Quebec or Canada, but we have a beautiful day ahead of us and we will start well with our podcast this morning. Uh, you guys know that on Wednesday, we are covering the book from Tony Robbins, which is Awaken the Giant Within. And finally, there's only the quarter left to cover from that book. So today, we are continuing on the subject that we start last week about the identity. So I don't know if you guys had the chance. I did. Uh, I didn't take the chance yet, like to go do the um, the questionnaire that Marie Pierre suggests us last week. You can find it on Inspirational Group Les Millionaires des Diamants. Okay, to help you understand more about uh, your um, your identity. And what we've covered last week is actually that. Our belief is what is helping us build identity. Belief that is part from the master uh, system. It influences us a lot of how we see things and how we've, um, our background has such a huge impact on how we see ourselves and actually how we have built our identity. And what we will cover uh, today, we will talk about uh, the crisis and identity crisis how it happens because most of the times it happens a lot for people that are in the middle age okay the uh, like in french we say la crise la quarantaine like the 40 crisis okay so what what is happening when uh when we get into a crisis why it is this way so we will understand a little bit more that part of how can we be sure that we don't go through a crisis in our life and we can really establish our foundation of who we are actually so let's just start and understand how the identity crisis happened most of the times where maybe you know people that were actually questioning everything that they've done previously okay and what was um, a little bit interesting, Sabrina told us that uh, there were a post on Facebook that her husband and I uh, and her like just saw about 38 things that you should have done in your life. Okay. And Sabrina and, uh, and Martin were really proud because they accomplished like 30 minimum 30 items on the list. But love a lot on the people of the people that comment on the post say, Oh my God, I did nothing of my life. I only have four items that I can check in. So for those, it's a moment. It's an event that can create a crisis in their life. Sometimes it's for good. Sometimes it's not necessarily for good, not for bad necessarily too, but they, they are, they're coming to a point where they're turning age. Sometimes it's about having new gray hair. Yes, Sabrina. So I will put it on group inspirational, so you will be able to answer those 38 questions. And it's translate it. Yes, thank you, thank you so much. So you guys can can maybe like live a moment, okay? Hope that it will be good. But I think that it's just um, a reminder that like we have long to live so just be sure that we're living uh, uh, intense intentionally every day so what is happening to those people that uh, like 
have that moment, okay, have that crisis, okay? Maybe you've seen that. They buy car, okay, fast car because they want to look young, okay? They change their ha hairstyle because they still want to look young, okay? They change job, okay? So it's completely the opposite of what they were doing. And most of the time, that new identity, okay, that they live through the crisis is not really desirable. It's not really attractable by the environment that actually did not change. And why is happening is because most of those people, they base their, their identity on their age or on their look, okay, on how they look physically. But let me tell you something, this will change. You won't be forever 20 years old, okay? In your mind, that's fine, that's good. But physically, okay, you should not wear the same as you were like, uh, like wear your clothes when you were 20 if you're 70 today, okay? So it's because people base their identity as if they were that age or that look. So because it changed, actually, it's very dangerous because now they don't find the basis, their foundation that they have, have established at first. So it has a big impact on that side. And sometimes people, because of an identity that they wear, okay, or an identity that people put a label on, okay, will live through that identity, uh, like, and not necessarily be happy and be able to get out of that. Okay, and one of the examples that they gave in the book that I really love, it's from Les Miserables, uh, the story of Jean Valjean which is um, actually one of the hero in the, in the story. But at first, Jean Valjean uh, uh, has the label of a criminal, okay? And at first, he did not accept it. So he has to do so, some, uh, uh, some labor to work on, uh, on the boat. At that moment, it's close to the um, uh, Re uh, French Revolution in, this, uh, in the year 1780, okay? But actually... He stole just a loaf of bread, okay, to help his family leave and, um, and eat, okay? But what happened is, like, he was put in jail, so he has to do some um, obligatory uh, labor. So at some point, that label, he accepted. So he started to act this way, as a criminal. And at some point, he was just, like, getting in the city, and one of one, one priest see him and, like, say, come, we will feed you. We will give you a place where you can rest. But because of his identity, okay, Jean Valjean was identifying as, as a thief. What happened, even if the priest, okay, like, gave him some food, gave him a place to rest, what happened? He identified as a thief, so he steal all the silver from um, uh, from the church, and he was fined by the police. And the police get Jean Valjean in front of the priest that gave him food and a place to rest. And even from that, the priest said, "Yes, I gave the silver to him. Okay, he can keep it because he's not evil. He's still not. He's not evil." anymore he's my uh, he's my brother and from that jean valjean was like he was living a crisis and say oh this person does not identify me did not put the same label as everybody else and starting from that point okay 
for him, his crisis was really good because he's bringing a new identity. He became a leader and he started like to help people. So yes, we can change it. Okay, so a crisis can be good, a crisis can be bad, but with Sabrina, we will understand how to not fall in the bad side of the crisis. Thank you, Jean-Philippe. And first of all, before um, looking of which part of your identity you want to change, uh, you need to identify yourself. <laughs> you need to understand who I really am. Who, uh, who are you? And for, for a lot of people, when we are asking this question, if I'm asking you the question, who are you? And asking you to write in the comment, a lot of people just don't know what to answer. You will give one or two information, but you don't have a, a big list of what describe yourself. And in the book, they are giving a lot of information. And I know that Marie-Pierre will have 25 questions to helping you to define yourself. But what they are saying is you can define yourself by your um, profession, by your emotion, by your income, by your possession, or by your spirit, spiritual belief, by your look. So you can define yourself different way. And what I really love, it's they, they are asking us two questions. The first question is, if you are looking in the dictionary uh, under your name, what would it say? So how can I describe me in two sentences as in dictionary? It's hard, Monique, to, to, to say, how can I define myself in two sentences? I did not find the real sentence right now to define myself, but I know that one of the words that I always use, and on my Facebook, it was, um, it, it was my background for a part. It was right, exploring life. So my way of thinking, my way of living is exploring life. So I know that it, it, it needs that I need to have this part in my dictionary <laughs> description. But second thing that you can do, and this one is easiest, I think, it's create you an ID card. If you're creating an ID card about you, what will be the information that you will put? Maybe you will put a picture or not. Do you put a disc physical description or emotional description? Do you put statistic of what you already achieve in your life as a CV? <laughs> or are you putting what your emotion, what is your way of living? So this ID can be just to realize that is it fit of what you really want to be? And it's what they are presenting right now. It's sometimes we are definite ourselves, And when we are doing it, we realize that when I was young, I was wishing to be an adventurous person. But I realized that right now I'm not. I, I still stay in my fear, for example. How can I change it? 
How can I be able to put in my life what I really want to be? And don't, because they say that a lot of people are not what they really want to be because they are stuck with their fear. Some of their fear are limited themselves, but they want to be uh, uh, not the biggest person, <laughs> but they want to be different person with a, a biggest vision. But they just need to change how they define ourselves. And it, it can change a lot of things. I will give you an example. Sometimes you are changing some identity and you just don't realize that you key this um, identification in your life. As Jean Valjean, it was not still a criminal, but he was defined himself like that. In the past, I have, yes, uh, some uh, alcohol difficulties and I, I was stopping drinking when I was 16, okay? Yeah, I didn't have the age to buy alcohol when I decided to stop drinking. So you can understand that it was not a great part of my life. <laughs> but six years after, when I was finishing my university and my mentor told me that, I was, I wish that you should uh, teach to my children. And I, my, in my head, I was saying, oh my God, if she was knowing what I did in the past, if she was knowing that I'm an alcoholic, she won't say it. But I did not realize at this moment that it was, I, I stopped six years before. So nobody was seeing me as an alcoholic. Uh, everybody was seeing me as the person that don't drink. But for me, in my ID card, I was keeping this alcoholic part. And it, this day, it changed. I decided that I won't put it in on my ID card anymore. Because it's not what people are seeing, seeing from me right now. They are seeing a person that don't drink so i will put in my id card that i don't drink so it really changed my definition of myself when i realized that i was using old definition and right now they will ask you what do you want to put on your new rd id card what do you want to add on your id card that you say okay I'm a courageous person. Maybe every morning you're telling you that I'm not courageous, but I want to be courageous. Put it on your ID card. Right now, I decided that from this morning, I'm a courageous person. So what do you want to add? But what do you want to take off from your ID card? Because when you realize that you bring with you old uh, belief, old thinking, that you can uh, take out them and not identify yourself with those. So it, it's, it can be hard as a reflection, but I know that Marie-Pierre will have some tool for us. But there's four steps that they say that if we want to change our ID card, we need, first of all, make a list of elements of our identity 
that you want to have. Maybe you don't have those elements right now, but you want to have them, write it, do a list. What do you have in, what do you want to have in your ID card? You want to be millionaire. I want to be millionaire. So you put it in your ID card because sometimes we are not uh, assuming it. You're, if you're not assuming that you want to be millionaire, you will be afraid of it. If you assume it, put it on your ID card. Second thing, continuously decide who you want to be. So describe who you decide to be today. Really do a description. Today, I decided that I am a courageous person. I decide, and sometimes if you're asking to your people around you, maybe you don't see you as a courageous person, but just because you're doing live on Facebook, people around you will say, oh, you're so courageous. I, I, I'm not able of doing it. So for them, you are a courageous person. So can you ask to people around you, how they see you? Maybe they have a better description of you than you right now because they don't have old thinking. Nobody, if I was asking to people during when I was uh, in university, nobody can describe me as an alcoholic. I was the only one describing me like that because I was bringing old thinking. The third thing, it's Okay, now that you decided to be, a, for example, a courageous person, third point, go into action. Do a plan of action. How can you act as a courageous person? It's for you, act as a courageous person is doing live, doing uh, jump in parachute, not parachute, but jump in parachute, <laughs> doing it. If for you, you just need to go in action right now and act as the person that you want to be. And the fourth point, tell the, to the person around you that now you are a courageous person. So you need to commit yourself. And it, when you're commit, committing yourself, you engage, you are engaged with the people around you. And now, Marie-Pierre, that we have... The plan are to do it. We need to have some tools to better reflection. How can I change my identity? Yes, thank you, Sabrina. Because if you are seeking self-knowledge, you will realize that it's often a collection of our interests, our experience, characteristics, choices, value, and belief that will show us who we are. And you will see that with those questions, you can use it, yes, for self-reflection, but it's something that you can use if you want to start an interesting conversation with someone that you want to get to know better. So understanding this thing about ourselves is what helps us to understand the complexity of our identity. So yes, there's 25 questions so you can help uh, uh, that will help you to self-reflect. So number one, it's what lights lights you up. So figuring out what lights you up is perhaps the key to figure out what your purpose in life 
or what type of work would also, you, you would also do for free? What do you spend your hour on, uh, on and the time just flies? All the things that light, that light us up uh, are so incredibly unique to you. Number two, it's what drains me. So all kinds of things that can drain your energy, whether it's a bad habit like uh, doom scrolling through your phone at 2 a.m., when you should be sleeping or taking everything personally when you know you need to let uh, let it go <laughs> so what drains you up number three is what are the things that are most important to you in life so asking yourself what really means the most to you will help you figure out your value number four is who are the people who are the most important to you in life? So one of the biggest mirror we have in life is the relationship we create. So who you are is a certain extent to a collaborative effort between you and the countless people you meet. Number five, what stresses me out? So stress is our body response to pressure. This is exactly why it can tell us a plenty about ourselves. Number six is what is my definition of success? Because who doesn't want to be successful in life? But what exactly is success? Because we know for some people being successful will, might be money, fame, recognition. And for others, it's the legacy of success is more about the impact they want to make on the world for helping others. Number seven, what makes me angry? Because anger isn't all bad. Rather than trying to sweep it under the carpet, what really gets us mad has a lot to tell us too. Number eight is what gets me out of bed in the morning. Other than the, than the alarm on repeat for half an hour. <laughs> or not the coffee, the colon of coffee you need. But what gets you up of the bed every morning. So figuring out what motivates you is the cornerstone of success and purpose. Number nine, it's what relaxes me. Because if everybody is prone to stress, then everybody needs to know how to de-stress too. So especially in the digital age, relaxing is often easier said than done. So a lot of us have forgotten how to truly unwind with experts suggesting that it is why we spend so long glued to a screen instead. So just remember, you need to know what relaxes you. Number 10, what brings me joy? So do you ever get the feeling that figure out what exactly what makes you happy in life is just as complicated as trying to figure out who you are? So <laughs> the reason happiness is so hard is that we often get it all wrong. So we think life is about always feeling good. So we desperately do whatever we can to dodge suffering whilst simultaneously chasing external reward and validation. So sure, we experience joyful moments and blissful memory, but life is about the journey and enjoying the step along the way. Number 11 is what scares me. So the things that scares us the most are the glaring big flashing sign to our inner psyche. Number 12, it's what makes me curious. 
So another important thing to follow on any path to purpose in life is that little spark of curiosity inside. Number 13, what are my failure? We know failure is feedback. So our biggest failure can be simultaneously our greatest disappointment and our greatest opportunities. Number 14, what keeps me awake at night? So what keeps us awake at night offer us insight into the changes, changes we may need to make, even if just to stop drinking caffeine after 5 p.m. So what <laughs> do you need to know? Number 15, it's what disappoint me. So how we handle disappointment often comes down to how we manage our expectation. And it happens when we, our hope and expectation about a situation fall out of line with reality. Number 16, what are my insecurities? Everyone will feel insecure from time to time, time to time, but you need to know what is the uh, ins insecurity because it will shape your uh, critical inner voice. Number 17, what do I want to learn? So yes, during the pandemic, a lot of us spend time to learn some new things, but now it's, it's still the time to and learn something new. Number 18, what do I respect, respect most about myself? So self-respect is about treating yourself the way you would want others to treat you. Number 19, what are my regrets? Because regrets can shape or break us. So you need to know what are your regrets. Number 20, what am I good at? So yes, after that, 21, what I'm bad at, because you need to know both of them <laughs> to understand. Number 22, what are my beliefs about myself? And this one, I really want to tell you about the research that they did, because your belief will shape your reality. Yes, it's something that we talk about a lot in this book, <laughs> but who you believe yourself to be is powerful, and your belief will create your behavior. So. In uh, psychology research, they suggest that guilt, so the feeling that you did a bad thing, can be a, a good motivate self-improvement. But shame, the feeling that you are a bad per person, not that you did a bad thing, but you are a bad person, will tend to create a self-fulfilling prophecy that will reduce hope and undermine your efforts to change. So it's really important to understand the difference between that, yes, you can say, oh, I did a bad thing, but you are not a bad person. So it's really something that you need to difference between the two. Number 23, what are my past hurts and pain? Because the choices that we make will influence, will often be influenced by our past. So we need to understand that. And 24, it's what are my habits? Because habits, it's a part of our identity. And habits are the invisible architecture of our life. <laughs> so we repeat about 40% of our behavior almost daily. So our habits shape our existence and our future, both good and bad. And 25, it's what do I envy? So do you wish you could say, oh, I am fluent in French? Oh, am I, I am a world traveler? Oh, I, I am a great cook? So those things that we envy about others and wish we had our work, uh, ourselves will give us the great pointers toward our desire. So they will help us to set up goals. 
So I hope those 25 questions will help you to determine your identity or maybe it's a great way to start a conversation with someone. So I will drop this document on the group Limiliana de Diana Inspirational Group on Facebook and I hope you can use it. So tomorrow, we will see you tomorrow for the next chapter in the Leader E class. It's the leadership lesson number three about integrity in the Fox Old Test. Hmm. I'm curious to know about it, so we will see you tomorrow. Have a great day and I hope we will see you tomorrow. Bye everyone.